The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. It's David and Isaac. We are back. The Memphis Grizzlies beat the Utah Jazz in game one. Dylan Brooks, Ja Morant, playoff debut, showing up and showing out, man. What about this game, Isaac? Man, 25% of the way home, man. Um, went in the hostile environment um, and, and came out with a, a big victory. And this is two games in a row where this team is shown tremendous poise. Uh, I mean, Utah kept on punches, uh, went on these runs. And every time the Grizzlies had an answer and, and they built a Grizzlies with a build double digit lead, Utah would come back and Grizzlies would punch back and, and come right back at them. And this team, we've seen this team not do this a lot throughout the season. We've seen this team lose leads and fold late in games. And here lately, I mean, they've stepped up and they look like a, a seasoned playoff team. I mean, the, the, the way that they won this game tonight, that's not something that usually you're going to see from a young team. And you just, I'm just proud of these guys and, and the, the maturity that they've shown and, and what they've done in, in this late run here is tremendous. And to go on the road, you always say well, when you're the underdog and, and you don't have on court advantage, in these series, can you get one? And they were able to do that tonight. And it's 1-0, 25% of the way home, and three wins away from doing being the seventh team in NBA history to, to win a 1-8 matchup. And the Grizzlies have one of those back in 2011, knocking off San Antonio Spurs. Can they do it again? Yeah, man, you know, tonight shows that they can play with this team. And, and you asked Kyle about that in the uh, the post game, yeah. And that's yeah. what he said. You know, he's like, hey, it's only one game, long series. But it shows that we can play with these guys and we can beat them. Uh, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. We talked about uh, the threes from Utah. They did outscore the Grizzlies from the three-point line. They were 12 of 47 for 25%. That, that's pretty awful. Bad shooting yeah. night. You can credit some of that to the Grizzlies' defense, but it's hard to say that they're going to do that again. You know, they're probably not going to shoot 25% from the field or from the three again, maybe not the rest of this series. So do the Grizzlies have what it takes to beat this team if, say, they're shooting 35%? Yeah, Coach Jenkins said it in, in a post-game. Press conference. He said they're probably probably not going to shoot twelve or forty-seven again, and you're probably right. And you expect them to add Donovan Mitchell back, if not Game Two, definitely probably Game Three. That he'll be back sometime uh, in, in the series, and he adds a completely different dynamic to this team. But that doesn't take anything away from the nice victory. I mean, this team is it, the Utah Jazz have played really well, even without Donovan Mitchell. I mean, they've only lost I think five games at home uh, during the regular season. So this is a tremendous victory. But you talk about the Grizzlies go seven of twenty. Um, and the Jazz are 12 of 47. That's plus 15 points from the three-point line. But I, I talked about this before the game, and I said that you're not gonna, they're not going to outshoot this team from the three-point line, even with bad as they, they shot. The Grizzlies are still minus five in makes. Uh, but, but, you, but, but 7 of 20, I mean, if, if, if you can stay somewhere within four or five threes of them, I think that's, I think that's tremendous. And, and you saw points in the paint, Grizzlies with 62 to Utah 42. That's kind of where the Grizzlies can – make up some of that. And going into this game, I think that was kind of the worry. You saw in these games before where the, the, the three games in the series, in the record season, Utah kind of forced it, Derek the Grizzlies to beat them from outside and, and he really couldn't get much done in the paint. That wasn't the case tonight. Uh, the Grizzlies were able to get big work in the paint that said 62 plus 20 in points in the paint. If they can, if they can get 62 points in the paint and make 7 to 10 threes, I think that bodes really well for, for having success against this team. Yeah, I think the big thing, um, I can't remember if it was Ja or Dylan. One of them 
mention staying aggressive. Even though Rudy's down there, they still got to attack the paint. And they they done that tonight and were pretty successful at it. He got into foul trouble early, and that was beneficial for the Grizzlies. I don't know if that'll happen again. You know, they're going to watch tape. There's going to be adjustments. That's part of it being a series. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in game two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're definitely going to make adjustments. I got a feeling that Donovan Mitchell will be in the lineup with game two. And it's going to be tough. I mean, to, to come home 2-0, and oh, man, it's going to take a, a Herculean performance, probably something even north of what we saw tonight uh, for them to come home 2-0. But, but just like Cal says, I think this team has confidence that they can beat this team. I mean, you saw a, a couple of those games, that first game in, in Utah, Grizzlies had a tremendous chance there. And also the third game here at Memphis had an opportunity to beat them there as well. Uh, so I think this team knows that they can beat this team. And, I mean, you just had guys really step up tonight. I mean, what can you say about Dylan Brooks, man? Much maligned uh, DB. I mean, not a lot of detractors out there right now. And I, mean, I just love the fact you're reading some stuff today that seems like he's starting to get national attention. It seems like he's getting some hate out there. Like, like uh, fans are, are starting to hate him and boo him. And I think that shows that he's doing something right. And I love it. I love Love the attitude. I love the intensity he brings. Even picked up a technical tonight. Like, you you don't really want to see that. But I was willing to forgive that because I think the emotion is what drives his play. And Taylor Jenkins said in the postgame that DB is kind of their spiritual leader. And, mm-hmm. and you can see that out on the floor. I think they follow his lead because this team has a swagger out there tonight, man. There were moments in this game where I was like, man, let's go. I mean, this team fired up. I mean, it, a lot of jawing out there, a lot of antics out there from Utah, which – I don't the the go bear stuff with Kyle Hazel on the sideline flopped after he fouled out and you had Ingles jawing, you had Bogdanovich with, with some stuff going on. I mean it's Niang in the in the Grizzlies huddle after Desmond Bain kind of knocked that knocked down a three in his face. The end that the was quarter. my favorite part of the I game. I mean, yeah, I mean I love oh I loved all of that, man. It was this game was high level, man, and it, it was fun to watch. And I'm glad the Grizzlies came out on top. But I mean, this team is playing with a swagger right now that they I think this team feels like they can beat anybody. And, and half of, of action is believing that you can, can can do these things, and I think they truly believe that they can beat this team. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not out of the question. They played with them. They, they're one in three on the season against this team, but just like you said, it could have very easily gone 2-1 Memphis prior to this game. The, those other two games, Memphis was in those – they were in those games and had an opportunity to win it and just were not able to pull it off. But going back to, to DB, man – did you see what Conley said about him after the game? Just, I, I, I did not. He, he said, um, and, and I'm going to paraphrase. I don't have the quote up here, but he's like, he plays with a lot of passion, and it's something where when he's on your team, you love it. When you're playing against yeah, him, you hate it. Definitely one of those and guys, yeah. he was on another level tonight. So kudos to him, man. J- just, man. I don't know <laughs> how this man has that much energy that he's playing as hard as he is on the – he is 100 miles an hour out there all the time defensive end he's working his butt off offensive end he's carrying the load too i don't know how he does it man don't know how he does it edmondson uh peter edmondson he tweeted out and he said i'm not sure if dylan can continue at this pace but if he can it makes the grizzlies a very tough team to beat yeah i mean he when when he's playing like this i mean the way that he played tonight he's playing like he played like an all-star tonight and when you got him playing like this you got morant doing what he does, JB doing what he does. I mean, that that just gives you another guy. I mean, he was just on another planet tonight. And the aggressiveness, I mean, he's just coming down, looking for a shot, just 
knocking down shots, guys are D-ing him up. He's crossing over, faithful way, hitting shots. I mean, he was doing everything. I mean, and like you said, to see a guy that plays as hard as he is on a defensive end have the kind of offensive performance that he has. I mean, this is his first playoff game. People have to remember that. This guy's never played in a playoff before. This is his first playoff game, and he comes in and does what he did tonight. I mean, 31 points, seven rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. I mean, hella efficient, 13 to 26 from the field, two of five from three, 36 minutes to plus 14. I mean, I I don't even have words for it. And, I, and again, I just love to watch him play the intensity, uh, kind of the, the headbutt on Mike Cully. I, I mean, it was just he was just doing everything tonight, man. It was fun to watch, man. I love when he gets cooking, man. I love to watch him play. Yeah, yeah, he definitely brings this team to another level. When he is there, um, it's just unbelievable what this team could do. I never would have thought that we would be sitting here talking about a playoff game, let alone the Grizzlies winning the first playoff game. But here we are. They forced 16 turnovers for the Jazz. That turned into only 15 points for the Grizzlies. That's something they're going to have to continue. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, we, we talk about this three-point shooting, and, and they're not. The Grizzlies are not going to shoot threes with this Jazz team. They're going to have to force the turnovers. They're going to have to score in the paint. They're going to have to get the second-chance points. And they've done all of those things tonight. And we're, we're fortunate enough to pull out the win. It still was close at the end. High IQ play by Kyle Anderson to foul being up three. Yeah. There's a lot of arguments on that. I'm surprised at how many people are actually on the opposite side. If you're up three, just foul. Every time, foul. Every time. And I was yelling at the TV, to foul. Me, Please it, foul. It's a <laughs> no-brainer. I'm. I, I, there is no scenario where I'm just like, oh, yeah, let them shoot. No. Man, you're up three. They can only get two at the free throw line. Trust that your guys are going to make free throws. Although the Grizzlies have been bad at free throws lately. They were 15 of 21 tonight. Dylan uncharacteristically missed three free throws. Yeah. Three that's about six. the only negative. You, yeah. That's about the only negative. Yeah, you yeah, can about, say for the only bad, bad thing for him. So, you know, big win for him tonight. There's still a lot of basketball left to play. A lot of ups and downs occur in a series. Still in one from the jazz at home is huge. Gives you life. And I'm, there's nothing that happened in this game tonight that makes me think that the Grizzlies cannot beat this team in this series. Do I suspect that it's going to happen? No, I, I don't. I don't suspect it's going to happen. If it does happen, I'm going to be happy. But the, the Jazz are the number one team for a reason. The guys, the coaches, the players, all of them are saying that. They're the number one team for a reason. Josh said he's going out there, he's treating it like another game because most of the pressure is on them as the one seed. And all that stuff is correct. I, I'm happy that they got one, and anything that they get from here is just icing on the cake to me. Yeah, and, and I think going into this game, uh, when you look at the series, the Jazz had been off for a week. The Grizzlies had just played two emotional high-level games and that they were probably more locked in than Utah would be coming in with a little bit of rust having played in a week. And I felt like this if they were going to steal one, this would be the one. And that was even before I found out Donovan Mitchell was out, which some weird stuff went on there. And earlier they said that he wasn't on the injury report. He said he was going to play. Then later on it came out that he wasn't going to play. There's been a lot of talk about that. It was that disrespect to the Grizzlies. There's been a lot of a lot of conjecture and, and, and talk on social media about that. But I felt like this was the one that they needed to get if they were going to get one, and, and they were able to do that. And I think, I mean, they took care of business tonight. I mean, I, you just look at this game. I think for the most part, the Grizzlies had this game at their pace. Uh, it was great spacing all night, and I think that spacing kind of uh, disallowed Utah to kind of shut down the, 
the, the paint out like they had done in, in a couple of games in the regular season. Um, the, the spacing that the Grizzlies had, and not, they knocked down shots. They weren't necessarily knocking down threes, but they were making they were making mid range jump shots, and that kind of loosened things up. And again, they got Rudy Gobert in foul trouble. He fouled out. They actually said that was the first time he had ever he fouled out this year. Was that was kind of surprising for a center? Uh, I was kind of surprised at that, but they said that was actually the first time he fouled out this year, which I couldn't believe that. But uh, JB, uh, what was he from the floor? Seven to 14, uh, 15 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, one block. Uh, one or two for the free throw line, 39 minutes plus 15. It wasn't wasn't always pretty for him. I mean, he missed a lot of shots inside, but I love the aggressiveness uh, that he yeah. didn't back down. Even though he was missing some shots early, he kept going right at Gobert. Um, and, and, and again, I think it paid off in the end. Again, getting him fouled out, the JV ended up with five himself, but he, he was able to stay in the game. One, one thing I think, uh, and it, you look at the bench, and the numbers aren't overwhelming, but I think they did a fantastic job tonight. And one one guy I really want to give a shout-out to is Tyus Jones. Uh, I mean, the numbers, he's six points, three rebounds, three assists, two or six from the field, two or two from the free throw line, 12 minutes. I mean, the numbers are not going to jump out on you, but he did some really, really good things in his minutes as far as running the team, setting up guys, uh, being aggressive when, when he had an opportunity to. And I, I think he was a big factor in this game tonight, even though you might look at the box score and you might not think so. Yeah, just, you know, kind of coming out of the funk, man. You know, he's been a little bit of a funk. It was good to see him play well. And now's as good a time as any, the, the best time, to be getting back to playing like yourself. So kudos to him as well. I'm, I'm going to read this stat here. This is from Grizzlies PR. John Moran is one of nine players since 1984, under the age of 22, to score 25-plus points man. in his playoff Rick's game. Falling, man. Man, record, I was gonna say records falling, man. Every yeah. every time he steps on the floor, man, he's he's doing something special. I mean, one one of nine. I mean, that's yeah. It's, then, it's so amazing, check out man. the check out these names that he's with though: Tim Duncan, Tracy McGrady, <laughs> LeBron James, Derrick Rose, Brandon Jennings, wow. Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic. There's yeah, not a there's best. not a single guy on that list that was not a high caliber NBA player. Brandon Jennings probably the 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 least of those guys. Yeah, but early in his but career, he was man, he was a yeah. baller. Yeah. Man. So, you know, good company to be in for John Moran and this young Grizzlies team. I loved his confidence in the in the post-game presser. Um one of the guys asked him what is it that allows him to be ready whenever the team needs him to do something. What what is it that allows you to stay ready? And he he basically discredited it to his work. He he talks about how he was brought up and, and his tattoos, you know, built to go, and yeah. beneath no one just stays in attack mode. He's put in the work, and it's it's showing. It's paying off. All of this hard work that he's put in to get to this level is showing up in these clutch moments, and the beginning of the year, you saw a lot of growing pains with this team of not being able to close games. But as of late, they've been doing a much better job. And the majority of that is because of the way that Ja has been handling the ball, making the decisions and not turning the ball over late. Yeah. I mean, he just put the team on, on his back late, late in the fourth quarter. They were just killing them with those high screen and rolls. I mean, just Ja just get to the basket at will, man. They just, he just had, determination and the drive, man, to get there and finish. I mean, it was like, seems like five or six times in a row where he just got to the basket and finished. I mean, when Utah kept making a run, you had to, the foul on the Bogdanovich three, he comes right back down, gets another layup, a floater in the lane. I mean, he was just, just balling out. I mean, just showing the leadership and showing that he's that button superstar that we talk about so much uh, to be able to, to lead this team. He's a guy that kind of 
kind of paces himself. Uh, but but lately he's shown up big time when when they needed him. And every time Utah made an answer, you knew a run was coming. I I kind of think I put out a tweet. I think it was six minutes and fifty six seconds, and the Grizzlies up at ten. I think Bob Dunham was with the line and called a timeout. Hit the first free throws like he's probably gonna hit the second. He's like a ninety percent free throw shooter. It's gonna be ten points. Mark this down. This is winning time, and you knew that Utah run was coming. I could just feel it, and it came. They got it down to, to I think they got it down to two or three, uh, but, but the Grizzlies never, and they actually got it down to, what is it, one at one point, uh, but the Grizzlies just kept kept fighting, man. Every time Utah decided to job would come back down with an answer, and that's what you want to see from uh, a guy like Ja Young, if, and, and he is making plays, and he looks like young superstar. People talk about Luka Doncic and the plays, that he makes down the stretch, and Ja is here lately. He's really starting to build his legacy early in his career because I mean he put his team on his back on a national stage tonight and, and really closed this game off. And, and shout out to him and DB for being able to do this. And I think they're putting some people on notice. I know a lot of people. Ja's got some accolades, but I, I love the fact that they were able to make the playoffs this year because now you got a, a big time national audience seeing what these guys do. And to have two games like they did tonight, man, I think that's really special. And I think they're putting some people on notice that this team is to be reckoned with. They're up and coming, and you you got to deal with this team in the Western Conference for years to come. Yeah, and, and for all of the hate that was out there about, oh, we're getting a, a Grizzlies-Jazz series, this was a good freaking basketball game, man. If you're a fan of the game and you can't watch this basketball, then you're not a damn fan of the game. That's just the fact of the situation because – it's not going to get any better. This came down to the final plays. It was everything that you wanted in game. Back and forth, runs. Both teams were out there throwing punches. And man, both hands on the floor. It. Yeah, man. It, it, it's just, this is great basketball. And so for the people that are kind of bad-mouthing, and I know you know the majority of people that are going to listen to this show are not those people, but it just blows my mind, man. Charles Barkley, before the game, they were talking – and he said, well, Utah doesn't need Donovan Mitchell to beat the, the Grizzlies. And I'm just like, man, sh- shut the hell up, Chuck. Like, I, <laughs> you're one of my favorite players, and I just want to punch you in the throat right now, man. What, like, yeah. You used to be my think, favorite player growing up. You can think that the Jazz don't need Donovan Mitchell to beat the, the Grizzlies, but here we go. The Grizzlies just won game one. Are you going to retract that statement? And he's probably not going to backpedal, and that's fine. I want him to keep the same energy, and I would love it if this team ends up upsetting the Jazz here. That would be incredible. Ten years later, after they, yeah. you know, they, they upset the, the Spurs in 2011. Ten years later, eight versus one. Here we go again. Let's do it again. Yeah, and and, and one thing that I I think this team showed tonight, and I, and I think Utah found this out pretty quickly. They're not going to punk them. I mean, they might win games. They might win the series. They might even blow the Grizzlies out at some point. But they're not going to come. I, I think they thought probably coming into the series that they were going to come in here. I mean, we're a veteran team. They're going to come in and fold. We can punch the team in the mouth, and they're not going to respond. And that's why I like kind of the way this game went so much because I think it proved a lot the resiliency of this Grizzlies team and the fact that they're not going to back down. I mean, you're not going to come in here and talk trash to them and you're just going to fold to some young team that's inexperienced, even though this team team hasn't been there they have some weird swagger and confidence about them that you just don't usually see about a team from a team like this and utah again kept hitting them in the mouth and they just kept coming back and and it, i think that's really good going forward in this series that utah kind of 
they kind of put that on their mind that this team is not going to fold. I mean, again, it doesn't mean that the Grizzlies are going to win. It doesn't mean Utah's not going to have some big wins in this series, but I think it shows that they're not going to back down. And I, I think that's really, really good for the Grizzlies' confidence and, and, and for the Utah to know that. Yeah, and it's top to bottom, too. It's not just one guy. It's not like it's just Ja or just Dylan. You know, you go back to when Bain hit the three uh, you know, at the buzzer and, you know, Yang was talking crap and Bain was just he was just smiling. <laughs> just nodding and oh, smiling. man, I love like, it. And love it. You got it's top to bottom. With, with Ingles and, uh, in that situation there early in the game. I mean, it, you're right. It's, it's top to bottom. It's not just the, the star, quote-unquote, star players of this team. It's from from top to bottom, um, and and it's just just good to see. Uh, but, but one thing I do want to talk about is I kind of said that Jerry Jackson Jr. was the X factor. Like you, you expect, you knew going into the series that in order for them to have any chance, Jaws got to be really good, DB's got to be really good, JV was got to be really good. But I, I thought if there was a fourth guy that could really help swing the series, and that the Grizzlies kind of had an advantage on, it, it was Jerry Jackson Jr. going up against. Bogdanovich or O'Neal or whoever was in the game on him at that time. And I think, Jared, it's kind of hard to put a lot of expectations on him. I mean, he was out for most of the year. I mean, he's coming right right back into the middle of this thing, uh, added into the starting lineup late. So he's still working off rust. And, again, and I want to address this last time, there's a lot of people out there that these wild takes, that people saying, like, we need to trade Jared. He's trash. He doesn't fit this team, blah, 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 that he's, and, and and I need to I need to, to pump the brakes on him, man. This guy missed the entire year. What's this? His 13th game uh, that he's played since he's been back. And you're in game one of the playoff. He's gonna struggle. I mean, that's to be expected. I mean, he's had some good games. He's just he's not gonna be peak Jared right now. And I think a lot of people. It's been so long uh, since last season or with that Milwaukee game and the way he was going off in the bubble before he got hurt. Uh, I think a lot of people have forgotten how talented this guy is. I mean, they there there are a lot of what have you done for me lately. Uh, type of fans out there. And I, I see a lot of people saying that basically have written them off already. And I think that's crazy. I think they need to pump the brakes on that. Nothing that I've seen from him right now makes me think, oh, well, this guy, he's damn good. He's not good. He doesn't fit this team. And you see a lot of that out there. And I just wanted to kind of address that. But again, I said that if there was a fourth guy going into this series that I thought could really help swing this for the Grizzlies, it was Jerry Jackson Jr. I thought he had an advantage in the paint against some of those smaller guys that going up against him, and I think early in this game, I think he bailed him out a little bit by, by shooting threes. I, I think I would like to see him go inside and, and take advantage of these these mismatches a little bit more. Um, and you saw him do it a couple of times, and I, I just don't know why they don't continue to do that. I think every time he shoots a three, I think he's bailing him out. The three hasn't been falling for him. I mean, it's late in the season. Go to the advantages in the series, and I think his advantage in the series is inside. He had seven points, three rebounds, three steals, a block. Was he two of eight from the field, one of five from three? Knocked out a couple of free throws in 29 minutes. Uh, but again, I, I think if he went inside three or four more times, he could have 15 points in this game. He get to the free throw line, and I think the Grizzlies that would really help them because I think he could be that fourth guy. And I just think he kind of bailed him out a little bit early by by shooting a lot of threes. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, man. You can definitely tell the um, game shape is just not there for him right now, man. There's things that, that are happening that you can see. Like, we're watching the games. We know that there's times that he's doing stuff that, that's not beneficial for the Grizzlies. Yeah. But over the long run, man, there's no question he is a part of this team. There's one thing that I want to address, and I want to be very clear up front about, 
this before I get started into it. I have all of the love and respect for Mike Conley and what he done for Memphis <laughs> and this team and all of that. I, I yep. love I, Mike, I respect him, but right now, damn him. Yeah, he, he is not a grizzly anymore. He is in Utah. He's the enemy. When we're not playing the Jazz, am I going to be rooting for Mike Conley? You can bet your ass that I'm going to be rooting for him when he's not playing the Grizzlies. But when he's playing the Grizzlies, he's public enemy number one. And if you don't like that, I don't care. Don't care. There are too many soft people. Oh, we can't boo Mike or we can't cheer him. <laughs> the hell we can't. We have to beat Mike to get to the next round. I don't want to hear any of that crap. That's yeah. that's a loser mentality to me. If he's on the other team, dude, growing up, whenever when when you're playing backyard basketball, you be playing against your best friend. Are you gonna take it easy on him because he's your best friend? Nope, it nope. ain't happening. You're gonna try to beat his ass, and it's the same way with Mike. Love Mike, respect him, but I want to beat his ass in this series. Yeah, man, I tweeted out for the game. I was like, man, that's one of the one things that I was like going through the series. I'm like, I'm probably gonna hate Mike Conley before this series is over, and. He was irking me tonight, man. I I wasn't fond of him at all tonight. And I mean, he was like jawing with with BB early. I was like, man, was, did he hit a couple threes? Like he pissed me off tonight. I was like, I, I mean, we love Mike Conley. I mean, all the things he did here with the with the core four. But like, you are absolutely right, man. I don't care. I don't care if Mike Conley could ever score another scores another point in this series. I would be fantastic with that, man. The hell with Mike. We're trying to win a series yeah. here, man. He he's in Salt Lake City. He's in Utah Jazz. He's not. Doesn't have Memphis across his chest anymore, man. I'm not worried about Mike Conley and, and what he's doing and cheering. It's so great. No, man, I don't want Mike Conley to score another point in this series. And that's just being real. I, I love Mike. There's no disrespect to anything that he did when he was there in Memphis. But, man, we he's public enemy number one right now, especially tonight without Donovan Mitchell out. He was the guy, and I wanted to beat him more than I wanted anything in, in the world probably at that point. Yeah, same, man. Man, I, I don't have much of anything else on this game. It was a, a great win by the Grizzlies. Only one need three more to advance. Can they do it? We will see. We'll be back tomorrow. When do they play again? Today is Sunday. Oh, uh, Wednesday night. Actually got when, Wednesday actually got two nights off. So. Oh, man. First time since the All-Star break. <laughs> yeah. The have gotten I hadn't two, even, two I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Had to get to the playoffs to get two nights off. Uh, So, that yeah. But, but uh, Wednesday night. 8.30, but they did up the capacity for FedEx 4 for, for the rest of the series uh, from 40% to 55%. I mean, you would like to have seen it go north of that. I know the Nashville Predators, I think they're up at like 80% now. So, man, Shelby County helped the problem, man. I don't, I don't know what's up, man, but because 55 Bruh. is better than 40, man, but I wish we could have got is. this thing up you know, higher than that. But what, what I would have liked to have seen them do... Madison Square Garden, from my understanding, to get into that game tonight, you had to show that you were vaccinated. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I heard the same thing. Yeah, so, so do that at the forum, dude. Let let us pack this thing out and show, like, if you're vaccinated, Man, it you was, can come in. lit in there, too. You know, yeah, like, there. at 40%, it was crazy loud. If they put it at 80%, you have to be yeah. vaccinated. 80% of that stadium filled up can bring a bunch of noise. A bunch of noise. And they never so. have no problem. They wouldn't have any problem selling out 80%. I mean, they're gonna it's gonna be people left out in, in the dark for 55%. So I mean it's yeah. I mean Grizzly fans are fantastic. I mean, I, I, and I'm excited for these guys. I wish they could get the opportunity to see hundred percent capacity. Because a lot of these guys, they don't know what that FedEx form is like with, with a full crowd and, and play out basketball. Even guys like JV and guys, they that was a struggling season, and they they didn't make the playoffs. And 
some of the some of those games weren't able to attend it. They haven't experienced that and what it's like with the crowd towels going and all of that. I, I wish they could get that full experience, but I mean, I guess 55 is better than nothing. Uh, I mean, they've been playing most of the season with with no fans, a very limited fans there, so they'll get get a part of it. But I, I wish they could get that full experience. But again, man, we take what take what we can get right now, but. Man, uh, to get one, like I said, you, you want to get one of these first two. They already got one. May go into game two, see what happens. Could come back home 2-0. It's going to be tough, but who knows? I mean, you, I don't put anything past this, this team anymore. You saw what they've done the last two games, and that's really special. To go on the road in a hostile environment like that in San Francisco to take on the Warriors, one, one of the best players in the league in the world, and Steph Curry, knock him out of the playoffs. That's not easy to do. And then go on the road against a team with the number one, record in the NBA, and it's a team that's known to have some of the best fans in the NBA and walk out of there with a victory, man. That, that's not normal stuff for a team like this. So, man, I'm I'm excited. Uh, again, game three. I'm against game three. Rushing it. Game two, Wednesday night, uh, Salt Lake City, 830. I think that one's going to be, I think it's ESPN, but make sure you check out a local guys, Pete and Brevin. Uh, man, national, national guys don't give us enough credit. I kind of switched over uh, during halftime and before the game and after the game to kind of see what they were Doing deep, but DB had an interview on TNT uh, inside the NBA. I just caught the end of it, uh, talking with the guys. But I'm, I'm good, glad to see them getting some national recognition now. Yeah, that's uh, one of his best lines in that interview. They they were talking about him getting it going in the third, and he's like, they just had guys out there that couldn't guard me. Yeah, <laughs> man, love that confidence, man. <laughs> they, they couldn't guard him. So, all right, guys, we're gonna get out of here. We appreciate you tuning in. You can get the show on Twitter at Hootball Grizz. I'm at Dwell Two One One One. Isaac, let them know where they can find you and get us out of here, man. Man, yeah, man. You make sure you go over to at Hootball Grizz, man. Like like David said, man. Follow us over there. Check out our podcast. This one will be up uh, soon, um, and we'll be back on Wednesday night. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at. Isaac underscore rivals, man. Enjoyed the, the game tonight, man. This young Grizzly team, man. Continue to surprise us. Uh, what can they win this series again? 25% of the way there. We'll see. Need three more, man. But we'll talk to you Wednesday night. Until then, go Grizz. This has been a hoop ball presentation.